everyone. It's another episode of Power Word Crit. I'm Corin, your Dungeon Master. With me today are three delightful people. They are... I'm Kayla, and I'm playing Celestine Peacechild. I am Ashlyn, and I am playing Izzy Welkinmov. I'm David, and I am not playing Lord Usarker Von Pride tonight. What? Because he... <laughs> And Wesley are on a different adventure. I will therefore be subbing in with a, an exciting new character that will show up most likely for just the once. Last time, you guys learned that you had a stowaway and a wild whiskers appeared. Izzy ended up having some more ghostly encounters with the being that looked like her while driving the wagon. Enough that it concerned Usarker and he had to step in and make her some medicine to calm her down. Celestine, in an attempt to figure out what was going on, used Detect Magic, and while she didn't see any magical beings or ghosts or anything, she did notice that both Wesley's wrist and neck and Whiskers' bell pinged with magic. Later that night, Wesley had some, um, indigestion of about 15 HP worth of damage, and while he was on watch, saw someone running away from the camp. Everyone burst into action, managed to clobber the poor fellow unconscious, and later learned that he was a bard, a Kalistar bard, traveling to visit his family in Omn. Our heroes let him go, and the next morning, they encountered more torrential rain. Usurker, reminding the group of the direness of their mission, unhitched the horses with Wesley and rode off to Burdusk, leaving Izzy and Celestine behind with the wagon, Kurt's body, and whiskers. After a grueling day's travel, the two men finally made it to Burdus just as the sun was setting. Celestine and Izzy, you have been abandoned by your companions. They How dare are... they take our horses, New Blackie and Nutmeg? They trot off into the distance, and unfortunately, because of all of the rain, you lose sight of them within about 15, 20 feet. They're just gone. Oh, this is really... That's a Did lot Did they take Whiskers with them? Meow. Oh, okay. Hi, Whiskers. I, I bet you don't they... like this rain. Yeah, I don't think Meow. we could have gotten her in the rain. Meow. Let's Let's see if I can... Does she need water or anything? Does she just need some pets? Food? <laughs> So, just well, we gonna sit here, I guess, in the rain. Yeah, let's see if we can well, get like we're in kind we're of in the covered wagon, right? That's true. You we can't are... really have a fire; it's raining. No, I'm trying to think of how we can have a fire, but have like a little lean-to for it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe we'll if the rain stops, then we can think about maybe a fire. But it's gonna be Fair hard to point. find dry wood. Yes, we yes, just might need to bundle up in this carriage. Bundle up we go. It's not going to be the most comfortable, but... Oh, well. Yeah. What we got to do. You guys are able to keep most of the rain out of the carriage. Oh, good. Okay. Because as we've established before, there are blackout curtains, basically. And right. the back can be closed. The front itself has like a flap that you can tie to try and keep the sun out. From the, you know, where the passenger or the drivers are to where you guys are. Right. However, at some point, it's going to get real damp and you may have a leak or two. Mm. It's not, it's not foolproof, but it'll keep you mostly dry. Okay. 
I say any of the larger leaks, we take this satchel that Whiskers stowed away in and cut it into strips or whatever to help plug up some of those bigger leaks. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. After about three or four hours of this, you start getting those leakages. And switch them out. They're too damp. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this goes on all day. Interspersed by Celestine probably uh, doing some more mending of her habits. How did you I... get your stitches so neat and... Well, I mean, not like... You know, like, it happens a lot, so... They're not super tight. I, I get that they're kind of loose. That I mean, that makes sense. Just, it's very uniform. It's very beautiful. Well, thank you. Lots of uh, practice. It happens every so often, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't have any hobbies like that. I just make jewelry. And... No, that's a wonderful hobby. Well, I guess I wouldn't call it a hobby. It's my job, but... If you enjoy it. I but do. Yeah, that's true. If it's your job, people don't like putting those in the same category usually, but... I mean, I, I do enjoy making the occasional jewelry item that is not meant to be like sold at the store. Just more of a personal item that I can gift to my friends. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. Celestine, I don't think she has many hobbies... Her hobby's death. Her hobby might be possibly. She might be sparring, playing with new weapons. Children. Yes, that sounds much better than killing. (laughs) Children aren't hobbies. They're jobs. (laughs) They are. They're like three jobs. Yes. Uh, That's out to all the parents out there. Grandchildren. That's her hobby. Mm, Yes. Because that one you can hand back after. (laughs) All all the perks of children without any of the hassle. Yes, exactly. Well, this is going to be a long day. Yep. Basically, I'm just swapping stories and telling you about the time that I got my head stuck on a fence, like, between the slats, because it was a dare that Kurt gave me. (laughs) Jaden was kind of ingenious in his method of getting my head unstuck by applying some extra grease. (laughs) From the morning's breakfast. Oh, no. (laughs) I I smelled like bacon for like the next week. (laughs) Oh, this sounds terrible. I'm sure the dogs loved you. Yes. Yeah. A little too much. Kind of. I was kind of scared at them when I was nine years old. So. I'm sure that experience (laughs) didn't help at all. Yeah. They, they were, they felt like they're bigger than me with all their teeth. Completely understandable. You have any pets? Um, I think there's. We have a family cat that kind of hangs around the alley, kind of adopted us, I guess. The day wears on. The rain begins to stop around 7 or 8 p.m. You're not entirely sure. Between the heavy cloud cover and the sun going down, you've kind of lost track of what time it is. Mm hmm. But it turns into just a slow, a slow drizzle, a very light drizzle. Okay. We may survive this yet. And we hopefully won't freeze to death. Yeah. It's not that cold. We'll be fine. It just might not be pleasant, but it's It's, not winter yet. It's just damp. That's the big thing. Uh, Yeah. That's, yeah, that's just the worst part. It's just being damp. Yeah. 
I well, guess we'll cuddle close <laughs> to Whiskers. I guess. Whiskers will provide all the warmth we need, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you'll take one watch, I'll take another. Whiskers takes the next. I guess we could just cut in half. So you do four, I do four. Or however watches, I don't remember how long watches are usually. Mm, they're usually like three to four, depending. Okay. So if we do yeah. four to five or something like that. If you do, well, if we do five, that gives, eh, we'll figure it out. Basically yeah. take a regular watch, cut in half and step in threes. Yeah. Cool. However long that is. Okay, cool. All right. Who's taking first watch? I will. That's mm. lovely. Great first roll. Perception is five. Great. We are in the blackout curtained. Yeah, we are not out in the open. I don't know. Basically, we're just perceiving if we can hear anything. Well, yep. You as a person isn't out in the open. However, the cart is literally just off the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With blackout curtains. With blackout curtains. We can't see, but we can hear. First hour goes by fine. Second hour goes by fine. The third hour, Whiskers jumps into your lap and does that cute little cat thing where they go on their back and knead the air, make biscuits. You're cute. Meow. She knows it. <laughs> Meow. She uses it to her advantage. You know how, like, girls fl flip their hair and it's like, oh yeah, that's what Whiskers just did, but with cat fur. That's awesome. Or, you know, just in cat speak. In cat speak, yes. <laughs> so the beginning of your fourth hour, you're feeling a little sleepy. And mm -hmm. you hear what sounds to be whispers, but they are right up on the cart. You did not hear anybody approach. You hear a few people. Mm, Go ahead multiple. and make another perception check. Six. Could be two people, could be 20. You're not entirely sure how many are there. But there are definitely people nearby. And as you listen harder, you hear, Do you think these are some of the some of the survivors? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think these are part of those, those crazy wyvern things. Uh, but we're looking for survivors. No! This is not right. I'm going to poke my head out. Uh, excuse me, I'm trying to... Well, one of us is trying to sleep in here. Could you keep it down? So you poke your head out. It's completely pitch dark. However, you feel the back of your neck prickle, and you realize there's somebody standing right behind you. Oh, David, go ahead and <laughs> introduce your character. So does that mean I'm in the wagon? She poked her head out of the back of the wagon. Mm-hmm. So she's looking this way at the two voices, but you were standing right by So I'm her. looking sideways as opposed to straight out. Oh, okay. Right. You're looking like to the right or something. Yes. Yeah. And you just happen to be there. Hmm. <laughs> Face. Big. Green. Tusks poking up. Lipstick. Lipstick? <laughs> it's kind of got this wrinkly, shiny kind of color between the water and everything else, you know. It's, it's a very large, square face. You can see a top knot of hair that pokes up. As you look down, you can see the rest. 
kind of got kind of an almost piratey sort of attire, but made from very thick clothing and with large coconuts strapped to the top of the chest. The armor beneath it is mostly, you know, hardened leather with little, you know, ornamental brass plating and stuff, you know, t- you know, nailed and tied onto it. Big, bulging muscles of massiveness out to the side, and it's just kind of standing there silently. When you turn and look, it brings a big, meaty, thick finger to its incredibly large nostril and goes, Shh, we're sneaking up on you. Uh, I might wake well, we up at were this trying, point. We were trying to sneak, but... Uh, you loud. You loud. You're louder. Yithreg and Durak, both loud. Stop quibbling. I'm we not, here I'm to sneak loud. up. Now, was... Lady is awake, and we have to ask directly. I kind of p- pull out, you know, a, a bit of a dagger. It's more like a bowie knife. And I'm like, you, you bad you good. See, they know a survivor, but maybe they not be part of dragon people. Oh, I am not associated with those dang dragon people. Nope. You know dragon people? They I, ad- I glare at you and hold the knife up. They attacked the town greenest about uh, three days from here. Three days south. Uh, southwest. And at that moment, a lantern is lit and you see three... Well, you actually see two orcs and what looks to be a half-orc. And the half-orc is holding the lantern, and he's just got his hand on his face and just shaking it. It's like, guys, why did I bring you? It's an excellent question. Why we bring you? You loud. She heard you. She no hear me. Right. Are you part of the Wyvern Riders? No. Otherwise, we're we not. be in a wagon. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. <laughs> Is it fair to say that Celestine's probably woken up by this point? Mm. Yeah. I'm not quiet. <laughs> then yeah, Celestine's woken up and she's uh, reaching for her warm all. So I rolled a 15 on my persuasion check. He holds the lantern up to your face. <sighs> she doesn't... No. She doesn't look like one of those writers. And the, the female orc standing next to him goes... You guys are just... Ah! And she she walks away. Lovely stopping. meeting you. Don't are... mind Durak. She temperamental. Uh, okay. I am not temperamental. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You never make captain with temperament like that. Ula Lark, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so that on that note, Celestine, what are you doing? I'm not sure. We have some interesting visitors. I'm going to... Uh... Sit up and so it sounds like they were looking for dragon cultist. Yeah, they, they said dragon been. cultists or survivors. What were you going to do with survivors? Oh, who you in there? Is that dragon Is there cultist another? in there? No. There's another one in there? No, we we're traveling together. We're friends. She she actually par. fought against the, the champion of the dragon Ryverns and defeated him. Darn right I did. If I try and poke my large, very large head in past you, are you going to permit it? I'll probably say, excuse me, this is this is our carriage, but I'll bring her out here. Celestine, can you come out? So, Does the uh, head move? 
if all you're doing is politely doing that, then I don't understand what you've done and just stick my head in. Oh, okay, geez. cool. Foot meets face. Go ahead and make a <laughs> dexterity saving throw. Ula Larg. Is that for me or is that for something else? Something else. Okay, cool. Um, something beat me. Probably pretty good. Whiskers. 16, 20. Okay. Unnatural. So you stick your head in. It's very dark. Blackout curtains. However, you feel what... Me orc, me see in dark. Oh, you see in dark. You see this tiny fluff ball launch itself at you. And it misses your face. Oh, good. But it does get caught in the curtains and it's like, whiskers, whiskers, no. And I help him take the whiskers. I grab the cat and pull it out. No, not food. You have have pest in here. Not food. You eat. You you give whiskers back right now. Whiskers is our friend. Do not, not food. I'm going to hold the cat up and the cat is hissing at me. I'm going to hiss loudly, but it's more like a hissing howl. Like, at the cat. Whiskers pauses for a moment and then like her ears go back and she slinks down. And I'm going to hand you the cat back. Me fixed it. You didn't fix anything, but thank you. And the cat by this point is just soggy in the drizzle and everything else. And Cat's a little little wet. Yeah, Whiskers (laughs) is going to come out of her corner for a bit. Okay, Celestine, can you come out and speak with this orc who Me, insists- not just orc. Me, captain. Orc captain of great ship. Me, yes, Ula yes. Larg. Yes, Ula Larg, we understand you're a captain. Uh, is important. You must demand respect Celestine, I, I gotta charge. take care of- Right. I gotta take care of Whiskers. Whiskers is soaked, and she doesn't look happy. <laughs> Looks quite miserable. I'm going to... It's a light drizzle, so like it's just starting to get on her fur. But it's still irritating for a oh, cat. Yeah, it is. And, and all the water that poured off when the canvas was disturbed yeah, with her jumping at it. That is true. Gonna, Whiskers is I'm, I'm going to find a spare blanket or something and try and dry her off. And I'm, I'm still like by the door so I can hear what's going on, but I'm not going to be like actively engaged in the conversation unless directed to because I'm focusing on Whiskers. Right. <laughs> So, Celso, you said you poked your head out? Nope, I am getting completely out and with my warm all. Mm. Whoa, mm. whoa, whoa. We, okay. I imagine I have weapons. I, this is only fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's come prepared. Let, let's start over. Mm. My name is Yhreg. I am son of Korgok. Right. And I, I am Ulala. I am pirate captain. Er, sorry. Boat captain of ship. Definitely not a pirate. Most beautiful pirate on all the sword coast. And that right there is, don't tell him my name! Duraka, daughter of Mahrana. She temperamental, don't mind her. I am the son of our clan leader. His name is Korgok. And we... We are looking for survivors. Have you... I I do not recognize you. I assume you are not survivors. But have you met anyone from Harinden? No. No, haven't been there. Where is Harinden in comparison to Greenness? Make a history check, Celestine, with advantage. Got 20. Okay. Thank heavens for advantage. Otherwise, it would have been like a (laughs) 5. So if you were looking at Greenness... 
If Greenus is in the center of the map, Burdusk would be off to the northeast, and Herondon is actually to the southeast a little bit. Okay. It's kind of off the main road. As you guys have been going on this road, you have seen some very minor... Mud trails? Yeah, mud trails leading to different s- settlements and stuff. Harnden was on your way to Greenest after you had left your previous town. Okay, got it. So I passed by it. So it was great at the time. Yeah. No so, clue now. Yeah. So Harnden was about maybe 150 people. Very small settlement. Tiny. And when you had traveled through there, you had seen some half orcs in the mix, uh, okay. which that would make sense of why they're asking questions now. Okay. Yeah. I will tell them, no, we have not seen anyone from Harandan. We came from Greenest directly here. Yifrig sighs and he looks over at his, com- well, one companion in front of him, looks back to his other companion and says, are you, are you stuck? You are in a carriage with no horses. Do you need help? Very strange. Horse runoff? No, we have two others in our group. They, they had an urgent, urgent... Urgent business. Yeah, so they took the horses because time not is precious. far from precious. Greenest. Nope. Sorry, not Greenest. Bear Greenest. Dusk. It's quite depressing how close we are, <laughs> and yet so far. <laughs> we're planning on heading over there as soon as the horses come back and the rain stops. And you have not seen any survivors. The only things we've seen are... Cows. Cows. Lots and lots of cows. Some pigeon bears. Yep. Deer. Once. And one person traveling from Burdusk. True. I think that's it. Is that it? I think that's it. And a cat. Well, the cat's with us. It's true. Uh, the, Not food. Uh, the full orc. The other female full orc. Draka. She comes flouncing back and she says, Cows. Cows? How how many cows? Like hundreds? Yes. Hundreds of cows. There were a lot. And she she slumps over. She looks at Ereg and Ula Larg and says, I don't think we have survivors. I think they're gone. I think they're all gone. Was there like a mark on the cows? Yes. They were tagged. Can we describe the mark to them? When the cows got close enough, you notice on their ears they had like golden rings. That and sounds Celestine, like a thing. Celestine, you were the only one who really got close enough to the cows. And you really did close. see what looked to be like a, a Y with a circle around it and four dashes. Okay, I'll describe that to Doraka. She goes, that was Emic. I'm I don't sorry think there for any... your loss. <sighs> right. And she... she gives you guys a curious look and she goes are you sure you're not with the the wyvern writers they're not very happy with us right now well we're not happy with them i'm not happy with them either they kidnapped my best friend yes well i'm not very happy with them either they they kicked us out of our southern cliffs and we have not been able to go home they've taken over our area oh is that where some of them are hiding hiding Hmm. They did have a camp somewhere south of Burdusk. That's true. That's what some of the cultists told us when we interrogated them. They said also something about dragon eggs and collecting gold. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Yhreg 
looks up, she says, I don't know anything about dragon eggs, but we were run out a week ago. And we were trying to get to Harinden, but it's it's gone. It's they took the whole thing out. It's turned into a lake of blood. Yeah, I was gonna suggest that maybe some of them were kidnapped, but um, in prison somewhere. But if there's as much blood, there aren't that many people in that At town. At first, I thought that they were saying the villagers were turned into cows. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> was Harand in a lake yes. before this happened? Harndin was nowhere near water. Beyond, like, underground spring waters. There was no pond or anything like that. Ooh-la-la nods knowingly. It's, it was horrible. I am sorry for your loss. I understand I lost someone when the cultists attacked Greenest. They were... They were the only town that would trade with us. And... We don't know what we're gonna do. Anyway, you guys look wet. Your the mm-hmm. inside of your carriage looks a little damp. Would mm-hmm. you, would you like some company tonight? We Ulalarg and uh, Draka and I can pull this carriage no problem. We're we're just a couple miles south. If you, you offering join us, us as manual labor, yes, you do not speak for us. Still, it might be nice. Can I inside check to make sure they don't have ulterior motives? Go for like, it. Should I just blindly trust these orcs? Go for it. <laughs> Ooh. Four. Ula large stomach I periodically growls when, when looking at the cat. Yeah, but beyond that, they seem genuine. They they want to help. Celestine, what do you think? Yeah. Celestine's had a whole day of just the two of us. It would be nice to talk to someone else. Okay. We would gladly take you up on your offer. Thank you. Just Ula Larg, keep in mind that this is our cat and it's not food. Mm-hmm. You have first rights of eating. Yes. Sure. Celestine. Thank you. Celestine we, goes with it. Yes. We, yes, we do, do ask, do you happen to have something to trade for? Uh, do you happen to have medicine or herbs cat not cat that. we have we definitely have some herbs and stuff i mean i have some jewelry but we do like shiny things mm-hmm. i by the way, i gesture to my belt by the way and Dra- are, you see you notice that draka has yeah draka has been eyeing your belt <laughs> but trying to look cool and trying to shrug it off ulal <laughs> larg by the way unabashedly has lots of fancy jewelry what is like what level of fancy jewelry are we talking here? I mean, it's probably not expensive, but okay. it's like party jewelry and things. Okay, costume, you know, jewelry. Like costume shiny. jewelry. You know, things that a you know semi-successful second-level, first-level pirate might have acquired. You know, earrings. You know, gold rings. You know, little, little okay, you know little gems okay. and stuff plundered you know. from the ships that they pirated mm-hmm. from. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> in, in perfectly legit business negotiations. Right. On the seas. Negotiations. Mm hmm. <laughs> so after a little finagling, they are able to pick up portions of the carriage and help balance it so they can move it along. Okay. I'll help push as well. It's too bad that humans and blue people not be mighty like orcs. 
Otherwise, you not get stuck like this. Yep. Celestine just nods her agreement as she pushes right next to Ulalarg. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So as they are helping your carriage along, Izzy... I'm holding whisk on to Whiskers. <laughs> whiskers definitely glares at Ulalarg, but seems to be fine with the other two. Okay. Every once in a while you hear a grumble. Mwah. 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 From the cat, <laughs> as cats are wont to do. This is yes. a very vocal cat, though. Meh. <laughs> this is entertaining. After about 20 minutes or so, they you see a light up on just a little bit of a hillside. Just a t tiny bump. And you see what looks to be 25 people. And the closer you get, the more you realize that it's mostly orcs. Ah, there are a so few instead half of arcs. taking them to Bear Dusk, we took them away from Bear Dusk. Excellent. Yes. It's my secret plan. Mm. <laughs> Death by Orc. Celestine's not worried. She's got this. They help you guys out, anything that you need, and Ereg says, uh, do you have herbs or anything? Yes. Do you have anyone who needs healing? Actually, yes, we do. Uh, f follow me. Follow me. And he takes you to a small what looks to be a very very small makeshift tent there's about there's three makeshift tents and one of them has a painted symbol on it you haven't seen it before but when they open up the flap you see somebody on the ground who's, okay. who's shivering and is kind of convulsing a little bit oh no and you can you can determine that this is a medical ish tent and you see a large female half-orc with her hands over the the person who is a full orc, I should say, over the full orc, who is convulsing, and she's chanting something. And her hands glow just a little bit, and his convulsions stop for a moment. Okay. And then they start back up again. Mm. And she looks down, frowns, looks over to you and says, Aw, do we have help here? Yes. My, uh, I'm not an expert, but I definitely, um, can help. Great. Do you, do you happen to have any herbs or anything I could, I could work with? We were run out of our area and, uh, we need some help. Yep, I pull out my herbs and my medical supplies and I figure I'll probably just have to restock when I get to Burdusk. Great. We got meat. You like meat? Yep. We got Sounds plenty. Good. Yeah, last year we hunted down. We didn't take any for ourselves. So, yes. Great. Fresh meats. Ooh, fresh meat as opposed to dry tack. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Great. I could use your help before we get to the meat. So oh, if you yes. could just hold his hold his body down for a moment and then I can get to work. Let me see. We've got this. We've got that. We've got some sage. We've got some, Ah, this is what I need. Perfect. And she turns around. Now, I say this is a little tent. Mm -hmm. She's on her knees because she's too tall for the tent. Oh, she no. turns around to this little bowl and starts crushing some stuff, pours in a little bit of liquid, throws in some more herbs. And after a moment, smells kind of like Italian seasoning. Smells good. <laughs> Wait, where are these herbs going? Pasta, clearly. Yes. <laughs> part of me's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be for the guy who's on the ground. And the other part of me's like, is this just for the food? 
She puts that one away and starts making something else. Ah, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh... Yes, it is. You see her throw some shade... Uh, throw shade. She threw some shade in there. Oh, <laughs> she no. threw some sage in there, some burdock root, some some what uh, little incense. Okay. L- like what, what they would make some sorts of incense out of. She mixes that up, puts a little bit more liquid, and you see a small little puff of smoke come out of it, which is something you've never really seen before. She waves mm. her hand over it. It glows for a second, and it turns into this really beautiful bright blue color and she says oh oh yeah please hold him down hold him down this it's it's gonna get a little weird and this is a full-grown orc this is a full-grown orc okay all the strength that is coming out okay yeah just just grab his shoulders and hold him down i'll grab his grab his mouth and we'll just pour it in there okay you got this yep got it all right one two three go ahead and make a grapple check Need help, though, Do I, do I get any sort of advantage because he's on the ground? Sure, why not? Okay, cool. <laughs> I like the image that because this is oh, a full-grown uh, orc, the grapple check involves her in the air the entire time because of how much they can carry. <laughs> so you may you may be winning, but it can still hold you up with one hand. Yeah. Okay, so that's just strength? Yes. 15. Well, I rolled a one. This okay. guy is... He's, oh, he's, he's worse than we he, thought. He, yeah, his eyes are rolled back. He's convulsing. And you managed to keep him down. Okay, good. Keep cool. his shoulders down and enough that she can pull open his mouth and shove the liquid into his mouth. And she shuts it, rubs his neck for a few seconds, and then it all stops. She wipes her forehead and she says, Oh boy, that was, uh, that was some nasty poison there, uh. Ooh. Thank you. Ooh, we yeah. uh poison's never good. Yeah, it was uh one of them what I think uh I think the the human folk call them uh, neurotoxins. It was not very good. He wasn't Thank you for coming. What is your name? I am so sorry. Uh, My uh, name no is Batula. Problem. Batula, okay. I am Batula. B A H T U L A. Okay. I am Celestine and we are passing by the area and uh Ulalar, Duraka, and Hireg found us and helped move our uh, our wagon over here. Our wagon carriage, whatever. Well, that's just great. Yeah, that Ulalar, she's just grand. She she was visiting some family, and then we got run out of our our area, and uh, then we ran into some some gnolls. I guess their pack had been raided or something, and. We've had to fight them off, and that's just been really weird. And we decided to split the tribe because of some of our clan uh, isn't so fond with trading with the soft folk. Oh, I-, I apologize if that's offensive. And have refused to learn common. So we split the clan up into those who are looking for survivors and those who can speak common well enough. And those who are trying to scout out the wyvern riders to see if they have any weaknesses so we can attack them. And I- I'm... I'm just rambling now. He's good. We should go get some meat. And she grabs the first concoction. Concoction, and she's like, "I, I made spices. I noticed. Smells really good. Let's go. Y- you first. It's gonna take me some crawling to get out. Yeah, that's true. She'll need space. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm somewhere else holding whiskers and surrounded by orcs and half orcs. Yes, who are probably looking at whiskers like, "Ooh, food," and I'm just. Not food. Mine. Not. Make an insight check. (laughs) 
cats are eminently edible. This, and all the people here are eminently hungry. Edible is not a very high... Five. <laughs> yeah, they all look a little hungry. They're, they all seem to be staring at whiskers and definitely not you. <laughs> Trying Great. to cover whiskers with my cloak or something. <laughs> you won't have cat for dinner. As you do that, a strong hand is held out to you from the side. I turn and look at the person whose hand it belongs to. This hand is nearly triple your size, and this orc is huge. We're talking like 10, 11 feet. Hello. Orc, that's an ogre. <laughs> it's He's very tall. Definitely has some like giantism in him. <laughs> he's just big boned. Yes. <laughs> Hello. I am Korgok. Hello, Korgok. Korgok? Korgok. C-O-R-G-A-K. Hello, Korgok. Uh, I'm Izzy. Nice to meet you, Izzy. Nice to meet you too, Korgok. And as you as you look at him again, he's super. He's ten or eleven feet tall. His hand is literally three sizes bigger than yours. Super muscular. However, his head uh, there seems to be a very large dent in oh, his no. head, mm. and it is missing some hair. And it looks like it's been missing hair for a while. I am. The leader of this clan. Very nice to meet you. Um, I I know that my friend Celestine went to go help some of your injured. Uh, not sure if there's anything I can do to help. I'm not very trained in the medicinal arts. But if you're in need of jewelry, I gesture to my belt. I can offer some trade. I like jewelry for my wife. Oh, what what does she like? Blue. Okay. So I look at my inventory. I find a necklace that could probably suit as like an anklet or a bracelet depending on how big his wife's wrist is because I don't think it would fit her neck. But it's a necklace of tanzanite. Ooh, very nice. And it's on a pewter chain, and it has some, like, swirl designs around the tanzanite stone, keeping it in place, and it's polished and looks very well-crafted, because that is what I do as a craftsman. And I present it to Korgok, and I say, would she like something like this? <laughs> I apologize. I was hit in the head a while ago, and I... I, I, I noticed that looks like it really hurt. Oh, I don't feel it at all, but... I sometimes have tr trouble saying words. Okay. My wife 
past three years ago. Oh, I am so sorry. That's okay. She would have liked this. Here, consider this a gift for housing my friend and I here and helping us during when we were stuck in the middle of the road. He smiles brightly, takes it gently in his in his hands and just just holds on to it. Come meet the clan. And at this point, you hear someone yell, "Dinner's ready." And uh you see Celestine walk out of the medical tent, which you now assume is the medical tent, and this other orc come out of it. And she's like, I got spouses, everyone! And they're like, hooray! Hi, folks. Ashlyn here with a quick announcement. From everyone here at Powered Crit, we want to thank you for listening and supporting the show. And just like adventurers who sometimes need a little help with fighting the BBEG, we need your help, too. By telling your friends about Powered Crit, not only will it give you a DM inspiration, but it'll also help me, I mean you, to level up to 20. So, here's the plan. Between episode releases, each person who tweets about the show and uses the hashtag PowerWordCrit will give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Thanks, and on with the show. So you guys settle down for some dinner. What are you all doing? I'm chatting along with all the orcs and... Just having a grand old time. There's singing, there's dancing. Maybe not singing. <laughs> but definitely visiting. Mm-hmm. The singing is beautiful. Very sure. good lungs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Ula Larg singing? They're, Loudly. <laughs> uh, they they have they introduce you to what's called a singing competition, and it's basically who can yell the loudest. <laughs> Ula Larg is visiting family here, so she's going to be teaching Various sea shanties to keep, you know, spirits up among the local family and people. What's they the name of our clan but again? In common, it's called, it's the South Rock clan. So enjoying some good food, good company. This is like the best food you've ever had. It is wonderful. You can't really identify the meat. You could, you could attempt to. Cat. Yeah, I'm good. It is not cat. <laughs> it's There's a lot of cats. That would have, that would take a lot of cat. It was a big cat. It's delicious. You've never tasted anything quite like this before. I'm just not going to question it. <laughs> nope, no for, questions. For the best. <laughs> yeah. There are some what look to be turnips or some potatoes on the side that they seem to have traded at some point. You see some onions. Some orcs are just popping onions in their mouths raw. Oh, 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 the stench. And it seems to be, it's not scary. Every once in a while you'll see people kind of staring funny at you but there is a blue person and a cat in your group so i'm gonna come up to izzy i'm going to say your name is easy right yes i'm gonna hand her a big you are Ula Larg. juicy onion is good for health thank you onions are delicious many health benefits eat is it raw yes is it it's raw. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. You just put on a stick and then put it in the fire. Watch it. <laughs> I'm going to start roasting it on the fire. <laughs> I'm going to eat mine like an apple, kind of sit down next to you. Mmm. So strange. Lose so many nutrients. Cook all the good out. 
cook all bad spirits in. But it's so much sweeter. The sweetness of bad spirits. Then I will exercise them later. <laughs> you do have a cleric in the party. <laughs> it's true. You pink folk. Very funny. Very, very funny. Oh, I'm pink? Wait, you what? Oh, folk? that's right. Sorry. <laughs> me, me mistake. You blue, but you look like pink folk. I, I am pretty similar to them. I do have some pointy ears, though. Mm. It's true. What are you? Uh, I'm what you would call an air genasi. Ah, I have no never heard of that. That's okay. We're we're not a. We don't widely populate the Sword Coast. Mm. You like humans? Similar to humans, yes. Mm. You have very pretty jewelry. Good fashion sense. Thank you. I made these. Ooh, I am very intrigued. Perhaps I will have to buy some from you. I love jewelry. Is very pretty and sparkly. Make me very beautiful. Yes, jewelry does complement the beauty, the inner beauty of someone. Ah. Very much agree. Never seen my inner beauty except when I bleed. And then it's just red. Well, you're showing your inner beauty right now by talking with me and sharing sharing your personality. I'm bleeding? No. Where? <laughs> oh, no. At that point, it's you more see... metaphorical. <laughs> at that point, you see a couple more orcs kind of look over themselves like, Am I also bleeding? Am I also bleeding? Oh, no. And then you see a few more behind them go, like, roll their eyes, and you think it's, like, the spouses of them. It's like, ugh. <laughs> the people, the, the orcs that have intelligence greater than seven? Yeah. <laughs> the ones that haven't gotten smacked around a few times. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, uh, insult Ula Lark's intelligence. I don't know what her intelligence score is, so. Eight. <laughs> okay. Oh, Close enough. Cool. <laughs> then I take it back. <laughs> I was just putting a random number out there. <laughs> so at the mention of jewelry, there are a couple more orcs and half-orcs that come by and say, can can we take a look? It's been a long time since we've seen some such beautiful pieces. Sure. So at this point, I actually take off my belt so I can lay it down on the ground so that people can get better look. Ooh. And you hear uh, a little a little kid go, Mommy, I want that one! And points to... I, th I think you have a bracelet. I have lot. Name it. I probably have it. A and bracelet with a ruby it. in it? D do you have a bracelet with a ruby? Uh, Sure. Okay. Points to a bracelet with a ruby. Mom, it could go on my ear when I'm older! Yep. Yep. Can't argue Can I? One. Can I? So rubies are a little more expensive. So that would be... A gold piece. So the mother looks at the child and says okay early birth present and pulls out one gold piece and you manage to look inside the sack and there's not that much in there but she does pull out a gold piece and say early birth present and she just turns to you and she says my son is turning four he oh. is a big boy now congratulations and she winks at you <laughs> <laughs> so when I go to hand her the bracelet i actually include five silver back I'm giving oh. her a discount but trying to not like i'm trying to make it discreet so that her son doesn't know okay go ahead and make a sleight of sleight of hand with advantage he just wants the thing right and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to not make a big deal out of it mm, where's my 
Uh, that's a 22. Ooh. Yeah, he has no idea, but she notices. She goes, oh, you're, you're so kind. Thank you. No, thank you. If anyone asks about the bracelet, just tell them that you got it from Izzy Volkanov of the Prazio Jewelers in El Terrell. Hey, everyone. Izzy Wilkinov of Prazio Jewelry has stuff for purchase. Good for birth birthdays. Birthdays. Oh, she should run all your ad campaigns. So at this point, everyone. Everyone hears her. Yeah, at this point, since a little kid has now approved you. <laughs> I, I am validated. Yeah. Per uh, per Disney logic, a child has approved you as as decent and good. Therefore, everybody now swarms to you. Go mm. ahead and roll a percentile dice, please. All right. 53. You made 53 silver pieces. And roll a percentile dice one more time. 57. And 57 copper pieces. Nice. I think my ship did business with a Prazio, or with a ship containing Prazio goods at one point. They seemed like good quality. I kind of rub a um, piece of jewelry that my character is wearing, just randomly. Oh, I'm sure it was legit <laughs> business contact. Legitimate business orc. Yep. How old does Ulalarg look in orc? <laughs> How good are you at telling orc ages? Probably not at all. <laughs> um, Ulalarg looks like a young, vibrant orc female pirate. I don't know if I remember any any circumstances where we lost cargo at sea <laughs> due to pirates. I'm sure it was just a storm. <laughs> That's what it was. Storms are very common on the Sword Coast. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention when when Master Prazio was complaining about losing another shipment. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. That being said, Celestine, a couple uh, orc girls with braids in their hair, they come up to you and say, You want to play? Where are we playing? Duck, duck, goose. We learned it from the townspeople. It's fun. You want to play? Sure. Yay! And they they drag you, literally just drag oh, you no. over and set you down. And you are now hostage. Okay, cool. With the children for the next hour. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to teach them to pat heads softly? Yes, you do. <laughs> it's like, and bunk, bunk, bunk. Do, do, they, do they understand this? Like, well, what's the point of playing if you don't hit harder? Yeah. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. They at least have to be soft on my head if they want me to keep playing. <laughs> Seven. Oh, yeah, we're, we'll be softer. You end up taking two points of damage during this whole hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> These are heavy-handed children. And as this hour is coming to a close, you see Korgok come to you and say, Children... Enough. Her head red. (laughs) Come with me, please. Okay. Celestine, how are you doing, by the way? Because you've only had like four hours of sleep at this point. And Izzy has had none. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) We need to ask for a place to sleep or a corner to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I've reduced like half my inventory. (laughs) 
nice. I put my belt back on. I'm like, oh, I don't jingle as much. <laughs> Time to make more. <laughs> yes. We're in your town. <laughs> we need to pick up more. Mm-hmm. He pulls you aside and says, we know you sleep at night. Yes. We yes. cleared out tent if you want that would be wonderful, yes. Oh, Korgak, Korgak. Actually, I talked to people. No need clear out tent for them. They sleep within my tent. My tent, much better. I brought my tent from boat. It's very fancy. You... I'm curious to see what a tent from a boat looks like now. <laughs> Sometimes we business shipping people must go on land short period. You may... Choose. Ula Larg, being a successful pirate, has a fabulous tent made out of a crimson red cloth with all oh. sorts of, you know, gold bangle threading and stuff like that on it, which is, you know, fairly spacious. And because, you know, I was visiting the people and this hap, you know, came in kind of after the cultists, that's why the cultists succeeded, because I wasn't there after all. Oh, you know, and so I still have things like my fancy tent. Right. And it, it, it's quite, you know, expansive as far as one person tends go. So, you know, more than enough for, you know, a, a couple of people to be in easily. So Izzy and Celestine, there were three tents. There are now four. And one is very lavish. Sure, let's go with that one. Sure. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. I will not be sleeping for a long time anyways. Ah, he's middle of night. Yep, we noticed. Yeah, it's it's our normal sleep time. Aha. Uh -huh. Well then, sweet dreams. Dream of the rocking of the waves and the tuna fish flying. Both of you go ahead and make a perception check. As you are heading into this tent. 19. Ooh, there we go. 10. Oh, okay. Nine. Both of you notice that Batula, the medicine woman, mm -hmm. has been quietly watching Izzy periodically throughout the night. Izzy, you every once in a while because people are buying stuff for me, you kind of lose track, but she's been she's been watching you pretty closely. Hmm. She hasn't approached. She hasn't really made any movement off of her her little makeshift stool that she has made out of a rock, but she just seems to just watch you. Celestine, she yeah, does so look I at you. I haven't seen anything probably because my 10. So. Well, you have noticed periodically throughout okay. the night. Izzy noticed most of the night. She does look at you every once in a while and waves. Okay. And motions to the medical tent and gives a thumbs up like he's doing good. Okay. But Izzy, she's been watching most of the night. Most like, of the time you've been there. Watching just me? Yeah. Every once in a while you will see her. Okay. You know, look at Izzy. But, but like whenever Celestine. I happen to glance at her, I usually see her gaze on me. Right. Okay. And she looks a little puzzled at first and then pensive and then puzzled again. But again, she hasn't really tried to approach you or anything. Okay. So I will say since I've already packed up my inventory for the evening and we're about to make our way to Ula Larg's tent... I'm going to approach her, and I'm going to say, Hi, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm just dandy. How are you, my dear? I'm I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Are you sure? 
yes? I don't think you are. Uh-oh? Uh are you sure you're alright? Physically, yes. Hmm. <laughs> did, did, did you see my ghosts? Ah, oh, you call them ghosts, eh? I, I, I don't know what they are. How, how about we, uh, how about we talk in private? I don't think the rest of the clan should hear this. Uh, oh. Insight check. <laughs> Go for it. If it's relevant, Ulalarg has very big ears. Ulalarg is totally fine, because you noticed they were going in and now they're not. What the heck? <laughs> That's an insight of four. She wants to talk to you alone. I mean, you can there? you can bring your you can bring your companion if you want if you're worried. I I understand. It's it's been a weird night. You come into this orc clan, and you don't see very many orc clans. They have large carnivorous it's things. Not that so much as what you need to talk to me about. Oh well, if if you want your friend to come, it's totally fine. Or we we can we can wait until tomorrow if you want. It's fine. Or we don't have to talk about it at all. It's up to you. I I. I I do want to talk about it. C Celestine? Yep. Go on ahead without me. I'm I'm going to talk to this lovely person here. Okay. If you need me, let me know. I'll be uh, up for a little bit with prayers and worship and stuff before I go to bed. All right. Whiskers I, I jumps be on your long. shoulder. And whiskers. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be too long. Thank you. Whiskers kind of does the paw grab thing where it's look like, hey, where are you going? Come back yeah. to Izzy. <laughs> I wave goodbye to Whiskers <laughs> and I'll say, uh, I'll follow you. All right, let's uh, I mean, let's go into the medical tent. That, that's a good place to go. I follow her to the medical tent. Great. So <laughs> she, she allows you to go in first because again, she has to be on her knees because mm -hmm. it's too short. She says, uh, g give me just a moment. And she waves her hand and the sounds of the outside disappear. So I don't think we've been properly introduced. My, my name is Izzy. I'm Batula. Hi, Batula. So you know about my visions that I've been having? Well, uh, my uh, our clan tends to give some some names like Korgok the Bright, uh, he, he got his name because he can produce light with his hands. And uh, Yirog has not... He's a little too young to get that one. And Badraka's going to probably get one soon. And uh, she's probably going to be Duraka the Annoyed. <laughs> but we'll find out. We'll, it'll be a vote. It'll be fun. However, my, my, name is, my full name is Batula of the Spirits. I am the resident shaman here, resident medical person. I've been in this clan since I was a little girl, but we on occasion have met with other clans and had some fun. Interesting. Did not know that such a position existed among the orcs. That must be a high honor for you. Well, that's the fun part. I'm the one who's teaching other people. That's why we had some fun. Makes sense. Anyway, I am... Uh, I'm very curious about you. What about? Well, everyone else seems to be curious about you because you're blue. However, I know you're an air genasi. That's that's not not here or there. That's not something I hear very often. So thank you. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I've met a few in my day, uh, on this plane and others, and, uh, well, you know. Ulalarg, what are you doing? If the orcs are in mid-swing of just, you know, day-to-day activities, night-to-night activities, as it were, what are the orcs doing in a general sense? I think that Ulalarg probably... There's a lot of duck-duck-goose going around around right now. So this is the middle of the day. Like, I'm sure they're doing something besides playing games, if at all possible. Um, uh, I mean, right now your guys are in planes, so there's really not much to do beyond trying to hunt for something or maybe tries to find some timber to cut down or some shrubbery to collect. So I suspect that I had a had a um, conversation with my scouting compatriots because Mm -hmm. we probably need to get back out there. But somebody needs to keep an eye and take responsibility for the newcomers. And since they're foreigners, and I have more experience with foreigners than anyone else in the clan, I think that Ulalarg probably was either voted into the position or voted it on herself. Yeah, Draka looks at you and says, yeah, yeah, you take them. I don't want them. I want to get back out there. Goodbye. And she just starts walking off. Have fun, Draka. Oh, you know I will. So currently I think I am probably doing, you know, I'm hammering away at something, you know, building up some sort of, you know, makeshift tent or something while keeping within eye and ear distance of, you know, my tent and wherever Izzy went. Right. So, Celestine, you're sleeping, right? I told Izzy I would be up for a little bit in case she needed me. She looked a little worried. Okay. But, so I'll be up for a little bit, maybe like 30 minutes or so, and I'll just spend that time... I mean, might as well start preparing for spells now, I guess. Cool. So, Ulalarg, you do hear some rustling going on in, in there, and you know that Celestine is in there, and every once, I, once in a while you hear, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not <laughs> Celestine. <laughs> Definitely the cat. Mm-hmm. Well, with any luck, they will forget the cat, and it'll still be in my tent when they leave. Yeah, however... that's how cats work. Yeah. However, every time you walk by the medical tent, you hear absolutely nothing. Now, would it be fair to say that Batula may, may be something like a step-grandmother or something to my character, given her age? Every step-grandmother a couple times removed. So this is probably not that weird. I probably saw a lot of this growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shaman business. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I know about shamans and other things like that, and it if she wants to be sneaky and subtle, then she can be sneaky and subtle. Yeah, you think there's some patient-doctor confidentiality going on in here. <laughs> you know, when, when, when the orc you know, doctor has to, you know, forget anesthesia because they ran out, so he uses a frying pan. <laughs> just it, silence it, it, the room. You just have to make it silent first, otherwise that banging noise might, you know, disturb someone. It's true. So, Izzy, back inside. Yes. She... Stares at you a little bit longer, and she holds out her hand, and she says, May I? I hold out my hand in permission. Oh, honey. And she grabs your chin and lifts oh, it up. Oh, never mind. Puts it side to side. <laughs> uh, my hand is flailing. I'm like, ah! She kind of pushes you Sorry? over. Kind of pushes you over, looks looks on your back. The hand is probably bigger than your entire head. Right. <laughs> she, pushes, she pushes you down forward, looks at your back. No. Side, side. No. Can can huh. I ask what you're looking for? <laughs> I was uh, like, my head is out at the spirit angle. <laughs> well, I was uh, I was looking for any sort of uh, magical marks on you, but 
Yeah, you don't seem to be some sort of cleric or anything. N no, I don't really have any magical stuff aside from this, and I levitate. Oh, that's fancy. I like that a lot. Uh, do you have any magical tattoos or anything on you? No. That I can't see? No. Okay. Well, shucks. I was hoping it was going to be that, but... All right. Well, you might want to sit down or float. Whichever's fine with you. I can, I can handle whichever. I sit crisscross applesauce in the air. Perfect. <laughs> well, that way we can be eye to eye. <laughs> yeah. I've been around a while, uh, and I've been around for actually a lot longer than most of this clan. And, uh... Well, you don't look a day over 30? Aw, bless your heart. I don't know orc lifetimes ranges, so... Aw, honey, it's I've been 30 guess. at least 20, 20 times over, but thank okay. you. Uh, I've lived a lot longer than most orcs. And, uh, I have seen some things. I, uh... How much of this world do you know about? Uh... Like, in what, what context? I mean... I mean, you know, when you die, you go somewhere. You either go up or down, or I guess in this case it'd be north or south. Uh, depending on where you are and the location of the place. Anyway, it's complicated. Mm, I know nothing of that. You gonna go north or south when you die? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go east. <laughs> oh, honey, you don't want to go east. <laughs> that there's got some strange people there. Uh, uh, okay, well, just just a little breakdown. Um, our world is called the Material Plane, and we are the intersection of a lot of different planes, and that's why we can breathe air because we have a little section of the plane of air coming into <laughs> the airplane the air, air. I know I was like that's not good <laughs> <laughs> no. we have some uh, the, the elemental plane of the air the elemental plane of air thank you thank you for correcting me <laughs> because I don't know what I'm saying so <laughs> the but, great voice of Jim's friend <laughs> yes <laughs> and but also why we can why we walk on earth is from the elemental plane of earth and Th things does that make sense? We've got some fire planes and we've got some uh, water planes as well. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, those are the four main ones, and then you've got like infinite number of planes in between there that kind of mixes everything. But long, long story short, of all of them, we are the exact middle of all them planes. Okay. There's also these things called the outer plane. So, like, when you die, your soul can go somewhere else. It'll go onto these other different planes. So, like, it will still exist after I die? Yeah. Did you not know this? N no. Oh, my dear. Yeah. Yeah, this is just temporary. Unless you become a lich, then it, that's a little weird. But we won't get into that. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? <laughs> we hear Ula Larg singing as she's walking Somehow that one voice manages to make it through. <laughs> I figured that the spell was keeping silence from 
exiting the tent. Well, you can't hear anybody oh, outside. Okay. Except Ular walking by. Apparently, she makes an exception for Ular. <laughs> I just do love her singing. I apologize. I can silence that. And she does. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, there's the inner planes and there's the outer planes. We've got Celestia, where a bunch of uh, angels live. And then you got the nine hells, which is nine levels of devils. Yeah, it's just... I'm surprised they haven't taught you that. That's... Huh. Well, anyway. It's not something they really concerned themselves with teaching the orphans at the orphanage. Well, do you know about the gods? I know of them. Okay, well... The reason why I've been watching you all night, because I know you noticed I was watching you, is because... Something... Something happened to you recently i assume since you a mentioned a lot ghosts. of things have happened in the last like week uh did you not notice like the blue dragon flying around and uh, uh, attacked no. the town of greenest like three days south from here oh we haven't been to greenest in years okay well i i was in that whole I'm, situation I'm so sorry. and That's... i lost my friend in that battle and the moment you say that she sits back and she goes, oh, okay. Okay, I know what's going on. All right, so. So she she suddenly, like, her jovial demeanor changes and she sits forward and she says, Honey, there's some things that are going on in this, in our world. And I, the only way I can describe it is that things are becoming restless. In our world... In the inner planes and the outer planes. Uh, the only way that I can describe it is that order and chaos has become unbalanced. I don't know why, and I have not been able to seem to find an answer. I have asked multiple gods, and they have not answered me. However, I have seen what I would call... A blip. I don't really have a good word in the common tongue for this, but I assume that your friend and you were both unconscious at the same time and one and your friend did not get up, right? Mm, yes. Alright, so this has been going on for a few few years. I say a few years, it's been going on for a little bit longer than a few years, but Every once in a while, a god will interfere somehow. And that interference can sometimes make them step outside of their the bounds of their own domain. They basically break a law or make an exception. And it sounds like you were an exception. And I assume that this god had a choice to make, whether to allow your friend to live or to you to live. Is he just kind of sitting there shocked and stunned? It's finally hitting her that Kurt could have lived and Izzy would have been gone. She doesn't know how to feel about that. Now, you might be feeling some what translates as survivor's guilt. Don't think of it that way. 
It it was a choice between you or your friend. Unfortunately, there was no right answer in that case. So what had happened was this god or perhaps other being stepped in to make sure one of you survived. But when they do this, if they step outside of their domain, they create this this blip or kind of a, an alternate reality. And that alternate reality can show up. They're called echoes. So am I just going to be haunted by these echoes? Oh, no. They don't haunt you. They help you. They are you, but in other timelines. Every action you take, every step in any direction you go, any everything that you do, there are infinite possibilities that are happening, and you are making a choice to choose one, or maybe two or three, depending on what, what you're doing at the time. But all of these other timelines that have now been generated, you have access to. You have access to these echoes. How, how do I even control that? Like, they've just been appearing out of nowhere. I, I don't know how it happens. And Izzy's just kind of going into hysterics a little bit. Oh, she's <laughs> hyperventilating over there. She is hyperventilating. Her lot. whole worldview is changing. Batula holds out her arms. She's like, do you need a hug? Yes, please. Okay, come on in. Come on. And she strokes your hair, trying to be very light, but your hair is just getting bed head messed up. <laughs> this is nice. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Aww. I've been known to have really strong, good hugs. I'm not crushing you, am I? <laughs> no. Oh, good. good. Oh, good. Phew. But uh, this is, again, if your friend would have survived, they would have had this too. Okay. Now, these these echoes are nothing to be afraid of. They are nothing to be worried about. Unless your alternate version becomes evil. But that, that happens in very, very, very rare cases. Is <laughs> <laughs> these tears get louder? I don't, rot. I, I don't think you're I don't think you're gonna you know, no, no. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Sometimes my mouth runs before my brain does. But I mean, unless you really want to become a lich, that's when things get real wonky, my dear. I don't wanna be a lich. Then you don't have to worry about it. It's okay. It's all right. Is he still crying? <laughs> and she's, she's slowly calming down. <laughs> as, as you're crying, she says, okay, take a deep breath and focus all that energy that you're feeling right now and push out. <sighs> and the moment you do that, standing right next to you is you. You see tears streaming down her face and she wipes them, smiles, and then disappears. Thank, thank you, Patula. I, I, I really thought I was being haunted by strange phantoms. <laughs> she kind of wipes her eyes and dries uh, or sniffles. Oh no, honey! If you were haunted, you'd be feeling real sick right now. Izzy's mind flashes to Lori Starker, Von Pride. <laughs> I'm talking like projectile vomiting, head spinning, real weird stuff would be happening. You don't say projectile vomiting. Real head spinning? 
walking backwards and there's weird weird stuff would happen also you might just like have blackouts because they tend to possess you but you know i don't you're, you're she's not, you're not haunted that that's good to know uh that sounds terrifying i hope i never ever am truly haunted that being said uh, i hope this helps and I, I don't want to scare you. There are others out there like that. I've met a couple. But I just want to let you know that a god did step out of their domain. Which has consequences. Not to you, but to the world. And unfortunately, a lot of gods are stepping out of their domain recently. But I just want you to be aware, since you are a byproduct of that. Well, I appreciate you telling me this. And... <sighs> I, I don't know what this means, but if this is something that can help me protect the people I love, then I will consider this a blessing from the gods, despite the circumstances. It very much is. Thank, thank you, Batula. You're welcome. And if you ever need me, just give me a, give me a call. How do I do that? I have a feeling that we'll be talking again, so... Oh, okay. You'll figure it out. You'll know how to get around. Get around to me. Uh, all right. Um, thank you. I'm really, really tired, so I'm... Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have waited it's, till the morning. You need to go sleep. Get out. I mean, get it practically out. is morning at this point, but I, I definitely need sleep. I haven't slept in almost 24 hours. All right, get, get. And she, like, shoves you out of the tent. Get gone. Go to sleep. I feel like that's impressive. I was still levitating, so she's just pushing me You just float out. I watched the floating air person float out of the tent being, you know, shoved nicely by the, you know, the little old lady. Little? Yeah, she's She's old. She's A little old lady. Little in comparison to most other orcs. Oh, that's true. (laughs) All things relative. And you sleep well now. Uh, thank you. Go to sleep. Okay. Go to sleep. <laughs> Izzy I'm drops, telling you. Izzy drops her mingle with the wind and... Walk right in that tent and just <laughs> plop down on the ground and go to sleep, my dear. Y- yes, ma'am. And Izzy walks to Ula Larg's tent and on the way sees Ula Larg like, walking by the tent. Are you still singing? Um... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's getting on towards morning, so everybody's starting to wind down, I imagine, at this point. So now you're starting to sing, like, lullabies? Yeah, you know, not more quietly, because I don't think orcs do quiet unless they're being sneaky. (laughs) And you don't (laughs) sing sneaky, so. But yeah, so, you know, lullabies and loud belting lyrics that are grossly off-key, at least to your, you know, sensitive ears. Are they even in common, or are they in, like, orcish? Yes. They are in many um, different tongues. The, the, you're, the language you're, of you're, the you're sea. You're speaking pirate right now. Right, right. <laughs> they're sea shanties. Right, they're sea shanties. <laughs> you hear Batula yell, Sing that one again, Ulalarg. I love that one. I start belting out that one again. <laughs> so I, I, I see you as you're passing by, Izzy. I'm like, Easy, come to bed. You look exhausted. Yes, I'm, I'm on my way. Thank you. And I enter the tent. Celestine is probably still awake at this point because it hasn't been ha- 30 yeah, it hasn't minutes been yet. Like 30 minutes. Yeah, so yeah, maybe 10. <laughs> okay, which is how long the levitation spell works. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll make sure you're okay, and 
I, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. And I think I figured out what was going on with me. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know if I can explain it yet. So give me, give me a few days to kind of come to terms with it. And I'll tell you and Wesley and Lord Pride when we reunite with them. Okay. Sounds good. I'll finish up my prayers and... Did that guy who got poisoned, is he going to need a, another spell in the morning or something? He's good. Okay, cool. I won't prepare that spell. Okay, and um, yeah, going to bed. Okay. I'm also going to bed. I'm going to see if Whiskers is willing to curl up next to me, because I, I need a little bit of extra warmth to calm me down tonight. Yeah, Whiskers definitely cuddles with you, and as the morning approaches, and you guys sleep in a little bit later than usual. Yep. Uh, whiskers is completely wrapped around your head, as cats are wont to do. Oh, and you so gotta, you gotta move a little bit, Whiskers. I can't meow. breathe. I can't I need to breathe. Meow. And you just starts starts making biscuits on your head. <laughs> it, that that's oh, a little little sharp, but that does feel good. <laughs> Moves a little bit to the left. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> <Meow>. <laughs> so in the morning, so, uh, at this point, it's. Probably 10 a.m. Okay. Most of the orcs have gone to bed. However, you do see Duraka, Yireg, and Lalarg, are you awake still? I am. They are standing outside of their tent, and Yireg looks at Lalarg. Do you, do you, do you, do you want to tell them? Hmm. Easy. Are you and Celestine up? Y- yes, clearly, because we're standing here. Excellent. You never can tell. Sometimes a woman must take time to get ready. Um, that yes. Sometimes I'm I'm good though. Hmm. Okay, good. Well, if you all desire, we will take you to Bear Dusk. Really? Yes. Well, uh, well, a few miles out, Bear Dusk tends to throw arrows at us. It's because we raid them periodically. We don't, but That's why other they throw arrows. The other clans do. It's complicated. <laughs> oh, okay. Duraka just shrugs. She's right. So you hop in your cart or carriage. Yep, our carriage. Our covered carriage. Yeah, covered carriage. Your wagon. Yep. <laughs> Whatever it's push. called. Our horseless wagon. Yep. Your horseless wagon wagon now being pulled by orcs. All of them look a little bit tired, except Ulalarg. Yeah, he's fine. I keep weird hours. When you're on the sea and you have to work with a mixed crew, sometimes they stay awake in the day. These strange humans. Does sound reasonable. But I'll help push as well. And you guys... Izzy will walk alongside the cart so she's not adding extra weight. But she can't really push. (laughs) Right. So you guys end up making it to Burdusk a little bit quicker than you would have with the horses. Sweet. And about two miles outside, they drop you off. And at this point, if you guys want, you can go get help from the town guard. Yes, please. pull you in. Let's, yeah, let's go get the town guard to help us bring this in. Good, good, good. Ha ha ha. Has been a pleasure making your acquaintance. I see you made good terms with Granny, too. She's crazy. But fun. Um, you mean Batula? 
Yes, my grandmother, half-grandmother, well, step-grandmother, I think, in your language. Ah, well, she is a lovely lady. Mm-hmm. And I can see you take after her in personality a bit. Mm. She was very wild in youth, or so she says. I believe it. I'd believe it, too. Well, it was wonderful to make your acquaintance, Ulalarg. Thank you so much for letting us stay at your camp the, the previous night slash morning. I mean, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and continue to and do food. good business. Conti- and I look forward to seeing your wares along the sea. <laughs> yep, I will make sure we send extra special stuff your way. <laughs> Excellent. Making mental note to tell Master Prazio, let's not ship some refined wares on this sea route anymore. (laughs) 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 Or, you know, let's make sure that they're more heavily guarded. (laughs) So as you guys make your way to town, you see a very, very large town come on over the hilltops. And you see a large tower, right? right on the road and you assume assume that's a guard tower and that's where we'll end our session thanks for listening to this episode of power word crit stay tuned to find out what happens next time on powerwordcrit.com or your favorite podcast streaming site and now our ps celestine writing in her journal later that evening note to self when we get back to Baldur's gate pick up a book on tiamat and Cole's associated with her. Oh, and when I see my husband, ask him what the current word on the streets and what the youths are. His pastry shops always seems to have so many gossiping teens around. Oh, and give him a great big kiss in front of the kids and grandkids. That'll give us some privacy for a few hours. Every choice we make, every, every step we take, every decision we make, I'll be watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew it was coming. I couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go.